Welcome to Little Man Big Mouth Podcast with me, Jonah. I'm a kid who loves sports. I can talk about sports every day, all day. Think you can handle that? Then stick around for a day's show. My guest is Anthony Centrangelo, a former D1 kicker. But first, let's get into the news. Our first news story, trades, trades, and trades. James Harden played shooting guard for the Houston Rockets until this year. Will the Brooklyn Nets traded Karis LeVert for James Harden? Now the Nets are overpowered with Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, and now James Harden. Next in the news, hockey all the time. Take shots. Hockey is back. Games have started in the NHL season. And now the wait is finally over to see the most amazing mascot in NHL history, Gritty from the Philadelphia Flyers. Strange news alert, a Dutch train burst past the end of its elevated tracks in the Netherlands. But instead of crashing to the ground 33 below, the metro train was caught, held aloft by an artist's massive sculpture of a whale's tail. Despite some damage, no injuries or deaths were reported. Believe it or not, the name of the sculpture was Saved by the Whale's Tail. It's unclear why the train did not stop. The partial derailment is under investigation and the train driver was the only person on board. The train was spend the night on the whale's tail. Workers will attempt to lift the train to safety by using a sling. Now that is really a whale of a tail. Our next segment is unscripted. Some shows have a mystery crate or a fancy producer to give them content. Me, I have a lucky Patriots hat. I'm gonna draw out some news and opinions from the week and give you my unscripted reaction. These are not just hot takes, they are in fuego. The first question is, the Lions announced plans to train Matthew Stafford. Which team will get him? The New England Patriots will get Matthew Stafford. He's a stable quarterback, and when Bill Belichick's defensive players come back, it will be a mashup, and the Patriots and Matthew Stafford will go back to the Super Bowl. Question number two. Durant, Irving, and Harden. Oh my! Who is the most likely to troll the other two on Twitter? Well, Kyrie Irving, of course. He even thinks the world is flat. Of course he's going to troll the other two. Question number three. Nick Saban lasted less than one season in the NFL. Will Urban Meyer last longer? Yes, even though the Jacksonville Jaguars are... A bad team. Urban Myers will survive not one, not two, but I think three seasons as the Jaguars head coach. And question number four. Who wins in a thumb wrestling? Breeze, Brady, or Manning? Well, Breeze is always eliminated because he doesn't want to break his thumb again. Brady is too busy doing his ads with TB12. So Manning wins by default. 
And that does it for Unscripted. Our next segment is Stick By Your Picks Playoff Edition. For those new to the show, Gabriel and I dissect the NFL schedule one week at a time. We pick our winners of games each week. These are ironclad picks. That's why we are very confident we will not change our minds or our picks no matter what happens between now and the game. Now, our lawyers have asked us to let you know that you should not put your house on our picks. This is for entertainment purposes only. But before we do, the final standings. For the 2020 edition of Stick By Your Picks, we announce the winner is... Jonah, 51-43 to 43 in the win column. Thank you, thank you. And now announcer, tell us the games for the playoffs. Our first playoff game this week, it's conference championship time. It is the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up to Lambeau Field. I think the Green Bay Packers will win this one as Aaron Rodgers is the best quarterback this year and he will put on a show against Tampa. I agree with you. Tampa Bay is going to lose this one as they are not used to playing in the frigid court of Lambeau Field. And finally, our next game is... Bills Mafia, still searching for their first Super Bowl win, thank you Scott Norwood, goes to Kansas City to try to make it back in the AFC Championship game. The Bills will win this one because Patrick Mahomes, even though he just got cleared, will not look himself. He will not be 100%. I agree with you. With Patrick Mahomes' toe injury, Josh Allen will light up the field. And now, the Super Bowl picks. I think it's going to be Bills-Green Bay. And the Bills will finally win the first Super Bowl with Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs. I agree with you. Josh Allen and Stefan Diggs have been an amazing matchup this year, and they are going to go all the way to win the Lombardi Trophy. That's all for Stick By Your Picks. Now it's time for Perfect 10, Sports Trivia with an Attitude. We have two contestants who will go head-to-head, 10 questions with a special tiebreaker in case of emergency. Each contestant will shout out their name as a way to buzz in. They are playing for pie, not prize. But if one of them manages the ultimate feat and gets a, and gets a perfect 10, all 10 answers right, they will receive a prize of a lifetime. Now, let's meet our contestants. In this corner, we have William. And in this corner, we have Abram. Abram, William. Are you ready to rumble? Yes. Yes. All right. Our first question is, what geometric shape is used to refer to a baseball field? Abram. Abram. Diamond. That is correct. Nice job. Abram Abram is in the lead. 1-0. Question two. What year did the miracle on ice take place? William. William. 1997. That is incorrect. Oh, dang. Abram, do you have an answer? 
2001. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> the correct response was 1980. Uh, I was going to look that up, but, you know. <laughs> you cannot do that. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My phone's right here. I'm kidding. So, a is still winning. 1-0. Question number three. Who, who holds the record for most consecutive games played in the MLB? William. William. Babe Ruth? No. Okay. Abram, do you have a response? Hank Aaron? Nope. The answer was Cal Ripken Jr. Oh. Mm. Abram is still winning 1-0. Question number four. Who won the MVP last year in the NBA? William. William. Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, that is correct. Avram and William are now tied, 1-1. Question five, where is the Super Bowl being held this year? William. Abram, Abram, Abram. Uh, Tampa, Florida. That is correct. William has gone up 2-1. Question six, what do you call the object that is being hit in hockey? William. William. Puck. That is correct. William has gone up. 3-1. Question number seven. Which college basketball team was the first to be a 16th seed in March Madness and be a number one seed? William. William. Texas University. No. Abram, do you have an answer? Was it Pepperdine? (laughs) No. Texas State? The, The correct answer was UMBC. All right, I know. Now, question number eight. Who coaxed the Miami Dolphins to the only undefeated season in NFL history? Oh, William. William. Don Shula. That is correct. He's looking up the answers. No, I'm not. I swear, I'm not. William has gone up 4-1. Question nine. What is the nickname? used to refer to snowboarding superstar, Sean White. William. William. Snow White. What? Snow White. I will repeat the question. Snow White? No. Okay, sorry. I just thought maybe because of the snow. Avon, do you have a response? Is it Sean White? (laughs) Yeah, no. The answer was the flying tomato. Okay. Wow, that's random. <laughs> and question number 10. Which AFC East team has Ryan Fitzpatrick never started as QB? Oh, William. William. The Buffalo Bills. No. Who is hey, in the AFC? Is it the AFC East is what you said? Oh, William. No, you cannot, William, you cannot answer again. Abram, what is your response? AFC East? Is it... Who's in the AFC East? Is it the... Ravens? No. Wrong... wrong, uh, Oh, that's the wrong one. William. Nope. No one can answer again. Wait, what? The answer is the New England Patriots. Oh. Oh. I was going to say... Congratulations to William, who's moving on to the next round. Congrats, guys. Now on to my segment, Heroes and Zeros, where we look at the best and the worst of the sports world. 
Our zero of the week is former Mets GM Jared Porter. Hired not long ago, a new story broke this week of Porter harassing a female reporter while at a prior position. He sent her more than 60 unanswered text messages, including inappropriate pictures. When Mets owner Steve Cohen learned about this, he fired Porter. Cohen said his team had a zero-tolerance policy for this type of behavior. A fitting comment as Porter earned true zero status. On now to the happier side, our Hero of the Week. For our Hero of the Week, we are remembering Hank Aaron, who recently passed away. One of the last Negro League players... Aaron became the home run king of Major League Baseball. For more than 30 years, he held the title of most career home runs. Aaron did this feat while receiving death threats and battling racism from fans. One of the greatest players of America's pastime, Hank Aaron's strength and courage makes him a true American hero. We proudly recognize him as our Hero of the Week. That does it for Heroes and Zeros. Now back to you, Jonah. Thank you, Gabriel. We have a new segment. Aloha, aloha. Hellos and goodbyes. Aloha, Philip Rivers. Down six with a minute to go. He retires. Aloha, Aaron Myers. Welcome to Jacksonville. We're sorry in advance. Aloha, Doug Peterson. Looks like Carson Wentz outlasted you after all. And finally, the real double aloha. Aloha, Matt Patricia. On your way out being the Lions coach. Aloha, Matt Patricia. Back to the Patriots training staff. And now for my amazing interview. My guest today is Anthony Citrangelo, a trust and estates attorney at Henderson Franklin in Naples, Florida. Anthony was a place kicker for the Troy Trojans during his college career. He was also named to the Sun Belt Conference Commissioner list. Hi, Anthony. How are you doing today? Hey, Joan. I'm doing really well. Thank you for having me and for the great introduction. You're welcome. So you played football through high school and college. How did you first fall in love with the, with the sport? Oh, great question. All right. Um, well, I grew up a Miami Dolphins fan, so I was, um, I was pretty much obsessed with Dan Marino. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I, you know, I ended up not getting that big. I'm only around 5'6", five, 5'7". Five, so oh. I really wanted to play football. And I was like, well, what position can I play? And, you know, I'll still have an impact. And it, it turned out that I was a really good soccer player with, with a big leg. So I was like, let me try kicking a football. So um, I used to go into my grandparents' house. They had these two power poles oh. and I started kicking field goals over the poles. Oh. Um, probably like eighth grade, maybe like 14 years old when I first kicked the ball. Oh. Um, and I didn't, I didn't use a cleat. Oh, that's barefoot. So it, it was interesting. Um, so when I got to high school, I went and tried out. And I kicked barefoot, and the coaches really liked me, and and um, they made me put a cleat on and a helmet, which I wasn't used to. 
and they um they put me on JV, and then by the end of the year, I was on varsity because I, I just wow. started some uh started hitting some winners, and they were like, "Wow, this kid's pretty good," and so, and that was it from there. Yeah, sounds like a great start to a career. So you mentioned soccer. What other sports did you enjoy playing as a kid? Yeah. Um. So really, I I love baseball. Oh. Um, I had a lot of fun playing baseball, and I also pretty much stuck with soccer exclusively besides baseball. And um, I I did I did play lacrosse in high school too. Oh. Uh, but I didn't like getting a hit hit every minute. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I, you know what? I ended up sticking with uh, football um, the most, especially my junior and senior year, because I really didn't want to risk an injury oh. and trying to get picked up in college. Oh. But uh, yeah, so before that, it was baseball and, and really just soccer. And, and that's what helped develop my leg. So you mentioned that you didn't want to get hit um, every every minute in lacrosse. But don't you get, you really get hit in football a lot unless you're a kicker? Very true. So um, that's it's a great it's a great question and statement. I, you know, a lot of guys, if you don't hit a touchback in high school, like when you're first starting out, you're not strong enough to really hit touchbacks yet, you know? Yeah. So there's a lot of returns coming. Um, I, I did get hit at least two or three times a game when I first started out. People love taking shots at the kicker. It's really easy target. <laughs> <laughs> so um, did you have a favorite athlete or fo- football player when you were young? Yes. Um, so two of them. One of them was uh, Dan Marino. Oh. And the other one um, was Adam Vinatieri, the kicker for the Patriots. Oh. He was awesome. Um, and, I, you know, he just he could, he could make a game winner in any condition. So yeah. he, he was the second guy I looked up to. <laughs> so that's what, is that one reason you became a kicker because of him? Pretty much. Yeah. Um, you know, you don't you don't really get too much glory as a kicker sometimes, and yeah. a lot of times with the scapegoat if you miss him. Mm-hmm. But he made it look so easy and got all the glory. You know, he was kind of like a great role model. <laughs> yeah. So your team won three Sun Belt championships and played in bowl games. Tell my audience about that experience. Yes. So coming out of high school, I know you you know that's going to be on audio after, but if you can see the rings there, <laughs> those are what they look like. That's the Sun Belt yeah. Conference. And um, we played in uh, the Superdome where the Saints oh. played. So wow. I got to, so I was the backup um, for my roommate, who was, oh. who was a really awesome kicker. But I got to kick in the dome for about a week, um, and it's it's just an unbelievable feeling kicking in there where all the pros kick on Sundays. Yeah. And, you know, at halftime I had to go warm up and and kick with that. But everybody in the stadium, I, I don't remember how many people were there, thirty, forty thousand, but it was an incredible feeling and um and time you know i i don't know how to describe it it's a lot different in high school that's for sure (laughs) (laughs) um so you were talking about high school what was it like making the move from high school to college um great question so the biggest transition is probably the uh well two one one for a kicker is you kick pretty much nfl regulation at that time right so you can't use a t yeah so you use a t in high school a block uh, when you oh. kick field goals, you can choose either a one inch block or a two inch block. But when you get to college, you kick right off the turf. Yeah. So that's a huge transition because you lose a lot of height on the ball and you have to learn how to adapt to that. Oh. Um, 
So that's a, so that's a, that's pretty much exclusive to kickers on how you have to change going to college. Um, but besides that, it's the weightlifting. Um, I mean, when you lift weights at these places, you get your own power rack, and wow. um, it's thirty minutes a day plus running after uh, every single day for like the next four to five years, and it's wow. heavy, heavy lifting and lots of running, and it's way different than high school. I threw up my first day. Oh, yeah, it, it was difficult. <laughs> you play so. Speaking of making a transition transition to high school, you played high school in Port Charlotte, Florida, and played both punter and kicker. Is it hard to switch between those positions? Um, you know, I think I think to a lot of kickers it comes natural to punt also. Um, but I was I was actually trained in both. So oh. my coach was named Milan Dojic. He's actually a really good friend of mine and played soccer professionally for Inter Milan in Italy. Oh, wow. and yeah, so he coached me for, and he was coaching at UCLA also the kickers. So he, he was my coach and he was a punting coach and a kicking coach. So I, I learned how to adapt to both positions. Um, and we probably split up our time pretty equally every day for anywhere from four to seven years, maybe a few of the years were on and off when I was transitioning to college, but wow. he, he trained me every day in both arts. And um, I think once you have someone that is competent to teach you both of them, it's very easy for a kicker to do both. All right, so here's the big question I've been wanting when, you, when I heard that you were a punter and a kicker in high school. How could you choose between a punter or a kicker in college? Oh, good question. So. When I, I was recruited by a lot of um, smaller schools, D2s and D3s and NAIAs, uh, maybe one D1. So I decided to walk on um, to FSU where I didn't make the squad. So I made a video of me kicking field goals, 60-yard uh, field goals. On You probably don't know this, but back in the day we had flip phones. And so I had a video on a flip phone. Um, and I put it on a DVD and sent it out. And then I got calls from UCF. Troy Vanderbilt to come and walk, be a preferred walk-on. Yeah, and some of the schools wanted me to be a punter, and some wanted me to be a kicker. I was a great punter, but I felt like I didn't really have the height to go on too far with it if I wanted to. Because oh. they're usually looking for guys that are like five ten to six two in that range at yeah. least. Um, and so I, I still had, you know, I it didn't matter so much for kicking field goals and kickoffs. So I wanted to stick with kicking and, and the majority of the schools that were speaking to me wanted me to be a kicker instead of a punter. So it kind of worked out, but I did punt at Troy. Um, I would back up as punter here and there in practices. Oh. Um, so, you know, I, I didn't, I, it was really up to the schools what they wanted me for, but kicker is what it was. And, and it's a lot more fun. You get to score as a kicker, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Why did you choose Troy over the other schools? So um, Troy pretty much said, if you come here, we have a winning program. Um, you're going to get the rings and you're going to get the whole bowl experience. And they were right. So, you know, they, they, they kept their word on that. And uh, it was just good timing because we won, we won three times in a row while I was there. So, wow. yeah, that, that's pretty much the reason why. So can you answer the age old question? Were you a student athlete or an athlete student? Oh, great question. I was a student athlete. Um, I was the guy that was, um, you know, getting straight A's hmm. and 
very nerdy that happened to fall into playing football. So, <laughs> so you were listing um comp like championships and rings. What was the most memorable moment from your football career? Okay, um, the most memorable was we were. It was actually a high school game. We were losing by two points, and they had me come in for a field goal, and oh. actually missed the field goal to win the game. No, and it was an easy chip shot. It was like thirty-four yards, something very simple. So I, and I don't at this time I wasn't really missing field goals. So this was like, whoa, I just missed the game winner. And I went back to the sideline and I'm just thinking like, wow, what am I going to do? I can't believe this clock's winding down. And the team, the other team turned it over. Oh. And with six seconds left, no timeouts. They called me on the field, red, red. I ran in and hit a 49-yard field goal with the clock kicking going down. Wow. Drained it right down the middle, won the game. <laughs> it was crazy. Wow. Um, I have to redeem myself. That's why I like that story better than other game winning ones because oh. it was like a miracle. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we ran in, no timeouts, hit it, won the game. And that kind of put me on the map then after that. Oh. Um, that, that was the most memorable one my junior year was against uh, the DeSoto Bulldogs. Hmm. <laughs> so when you're talking about like miracles, or when I come to mind, miracles could be dreams. Did you have dreams of going to the NFL? Yes, I did. Um, I always wanted to go to the NFL. I thought I had a, a great shot to get there. Um, it did, you know, it turned out in most of my career in college, the athletes are phenomenal in the D1 program. Yeah. Um, so I made it up pretty high. I got up to second string. Uh, my roommate was first string and he was phenomenal. He was getting recruited to go pro. And I think he did go pro in arena for a while. Oh, wow. Um, so, you know, I wanted to, I didn't quite make it there. Maybe one day I can buy an NFL team if I hit the lotto and then I'll put myself in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, definitely had dreams of doing that. And, and as a kid, wanted to be a professional soccer player. Oh. So when you watch professional football now, do you ever think about kicking again? All the time. I, I always have the itch to go outside and kick. Sometimes I, I will go to the field. I went with my wife. And uh, I showed her to kick, how to kick some field goals. Uh, yeah, so, sometimes I will go back out. <laughs> um, so after college, you decided to go to law school. Why? Well, you know, kind of like your last last question. Um, I was like, well, what do I do? I didn't make it pro. <laughs> so, you know, I, I was a literature major and a minor in criminology. Oh. Um, and, and I always had in the back of my mind to, you know, to be a lawyer. So academics was always my thing like you asked earlier was i a student athlete or an athlete student yeah law school came natural and to me it felt like probably the most cerebral thing you could do that was similar to sports right because you're always talking to an opposing counsel like an opposing team you know you're, you're always on your toes and in some regard you're always trying to win for your client so that's true in a lot of ways it's like a sport you know hmm. yeah so, so it was nice like you were saying how uh a lawyer could be like a sport or something. Did you experience as a college athlete help you prepare to be Tony? Yes, actually, it's, you know, it really did because you need a regimen and a routine to get through law school. You know, it three years plus the bar and, and an MPRE test. It's, it's a long time and it's wow. a lot of classes that are 
very intensive uh, to get through. And so you need a routine. You need a good diet. You need to keep up your health. Um, your mind's got to stay sharp. And so what I did is, you know, I'd wake up early all the time, lift weights, get to class, oh. keep my body healthy, stay focused. And I, that regimen I already had down from the football programs because yeah. day in college football is like this. Uh, you wake up very early, you go to weights, right? You lift weights for half an hour, you go back, you, you take your protein shake, you run the stadium. You're already winded by 8.30 in the morning. You hmm. go to all your classes. When your classes are over, you then have to go to film. Then after you're done watching film, you go to, uh, you, you kickers are out first because we have to stretch more than everybody else. So yeah. we're out there half an hour early. And then by the time we're out of the field, we're there half an hour later cleaning up all the balls that we're kicking. Oh. Uh, so, you know, maybe we're home at 7.30 from practice. And then guess what? It's homework after that and bed and repeat for four to five years. Wow. So, you know, going to law school, it was a great transition um, having that. Uh, regimen down and uh it, it really prepared me wow so i am just curious if you could play any sport professionally today what sport would you choose oh geez today um i'd be a professional pickleball player no i'm just kidding <laughs> <laughs> um i i would want to be a quarterback in, in the nfl oh. if i was big enough and if i was talented enough so i that's what i would choose i would love to be uh Dan Marino or Tom Brady. <laughs> wow. So thank you, Anthony. I really appreciate you being my guest today. As part of every interview, I ask my guests to take a short rapid fire quiz. I'll give you two options. You'll choose the one that, that you like best. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Marvel or DC? Marvel. Cats or dogs? Dogs. Star Wars or Star Trek? Ooh, Star Wars. Being inside or outside? Outside. Car or motorcycle? Car. Chair or couch? Couch. Football or football? Haha, <laughs> football. Pool or beach? Beach. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Oh, Netflix. Hot dog or hamburger? Hamburger. Nice job. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> and finally, my listeners really want to know, what is your highest score in bowling? Oh, man. Pro you know what? Probably like a, a 130. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Thanks, Jonah. Yeah, so I had so much fun. Uh, thank you so much for your time. It's been really fun talking with you. Thank you very much. This has been an honor, and I hope we get to do it again. Great show. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. That was an amazing interview. I learned so much from Anthony. All right, that does it, folks, for the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast. Check out our next episode when it drops. Until then, see ya! Follow us on Instagram at Little Man Big Mouth Show. You can find the Little Man Big Mouth Podcast on your favorite podcast provider. Listen, rate, and subscribe to let others know how much you enjoy the show. This has been a Hefeweizen Podcast Production.